Welcome to real life. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Ruby Finds a Worry, by Tom Percival, published by Bloomsbury Children's Books. Today's main character has the same name as one of the main characters from yesterday's book, Bunny Money. What a coincidence. Maybe I should have separated the two. Oh well, too late now. Today's book follows a little girl named Ruby, who has anxiety that shows up in the form of a crayon scribble. The anxiety just won't go away, and grows to colossal proportions. Will this worry eventually consume Ruby, and take her to depths she's never thought she would go? Or, will Ruby get her Crayolas out and smooth out this scribble? Well, I guess we're facing our fears today. Don't worry, we don't have enough time for all of them. So, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We begin on Ruby on a swing, and Tom explains to us just how happy she was and how much she loved herself. Well, she's got to step on most of us. I like myself but that's as far as I'm going. One day when Ruby was outside playing, she has a worry show up. In order for us to fully understand this little girl's story, I believe it's prudent for us to take our best guesses as to what this worry could be. Let's break down this situation. She seems to be out in a field. There's a few different plants and shrubs around her. Some have flowers. Could she have a worry about allergies flaring up? She's not showing any signs of irritation, though. When we look a little closer, her left hand is reaching back into a dark, shadowy area. Did she drop her parents' phone and is scrambling to grab it and clean it up before her parents figure out the charging port is all shitted up? Intriguing theory, but there's more to this picture. She's looking directly at the worry, which happens to be a yellow scribble with a unibrow. So this is how all anxiety looks. It comes in the form of an ugly unibrow. For LeBron James, that might be true, as he watches Tony Davis walk his fragile ass off the court after he's hurt again from getting into an athletic stance too quickly. But I digress. Ruby looks surprised, and her hand is in front of her mouth. Could it be she got a certain primal urge and is out in the open, miles away from any John, and knows she doesn't have much time before nature calls. Interesting. If that's the case, let's go back to her left hand that we thought was reaching back. The direction her arm is moving is back and to the right. And the limp wrist would suggest she's not grabbing. She's waving. Waving at what? Could it be a sudden release of methane? It's my belief that she's frantically waving away the evidence of a shardy surprise. With all this correlating evidence, it's safe for us to assume that she has a worry about being in an area where she won't be able to relieve herself. Let's read further to see if our theory holds up, shall we? On the very next page, we get this interesting tidbit as she's sitting on a park bench eating ice cream. Quote, In fact, it was so small that at first Ruby hardly noticed it. But then the worry started to grow. End quote. Poor girl is lactose intolerant. Cut this fear off at the source and put the dairy down. 
As this worry is growing, we see her sitting on a chair, reading War and Peace. Now that's some great reading material for the place you do your best thinking. Although, one wonders if War and Peace would have been as highly acclaimed as it was had it been published under its original title, War, What Is It Good For? To quote the great thinker Elaine Bennis. But, that's for another day. We continue to see her play at home, and next to her is a glass of tall, cool chocolate milk. Tom is practically slapping us in the face with the root of her anxiety. We see her eating her cereal, and Tom tells us that it sticks around through the night. Of course it does. I don't care who you are. This much dairy in your diet would do this to anyone. She's in class now, and she's visibly uncomfortable. Poor girl. Someone get this girl some lactate. The worry grows and grows. It follows her everywhere. On the playground, having her birthday cake, and tickling the ivories. She's got one hell of a one-man band working there, with that bass horn blowing under her seat. The brow gets larger still. She's at dinner with her parents, having another full glass of milk. No one thinks to switch her to juice. She's going back to school, and the worry fills up most of the bus. Somebody crack a window. They're suffocating in there. It even goes to the movies with her, while she's having a full bag of buttery popcorn. This thing is so big now, it needs to buy a second ticket. While she was going for a walk at the park, Ruby saw a boy sitting alone on a bench, and she saw he had a big unibrow worry too. I'm thinking Tom could have picked a different way to portray a worry. He's shaming everyone who has a unibrow, and giving them a rather large worry about being seen as a negative, grotesque creature. I can't believe Tom would go there. It's so hypocritical. Ruby sits down next to the boy and asks him what's wrong. Quote, Then Ruby did the best thing you can ever do if you have a worry. She talked about it. As the words tumbled out, Ruby's worry began to shrink until it was barely there at all. End quote. Oh no, she's dusting him. Luckily, they're outside. I have to point out, talking this guy's ear off and dumping her anxieties on him is not exactly what this guy needed to get over his own trouble. Also, is talking really the best thing you can do? Many times it can help, but in this instance, locating the source of her anxiety and doing something about it, such as weaning herself off the cow's teat, would have been the best thing. Ruby gets rid of her worry, but admits she still gets worries every so often. And the story ends telling us everyone gets worries every once in a while, including Ruby. But now Ruby knows how to get rid of them, and she's carefree most of the time. Well, I'm happy she remedied her problem. To say people get worries every so often is an outright lie. Everyone has worries all the time. And I mean all the time. Welcome to real life. You could be worried about money. You could be worried about not being attractive. Or in my case, being too attractive. The list goes on and on. So yeah, don't tell me you're all candy canes and sunshine. This is exactly what's wrong with the world. Everybody on social media only posts the good stuff. They don't show the other 99% of the time being hell. And the ones who do are kooks. We solved this mystery and this little girl's burden. The proof is beyond a reasonable doubt. Case closed. On to the moral. 
Tom's lesson about talking about your anxiety is okay. Yes, talking is a good first step, but it's not the end-all be-all. So yes, open up, let it out. Well, not all of it, unless you're outside like Ruby or in a well-ventilated room. And then try to find the source of the worry. So what do I think of Tom Percival's work? Not to be confused with the British powerboat racer. His actual story was, meh. While it was relatable, the lesson seemed to be incomplete. It was also a lesson that wasn't very original. So yeah, I'd place the story itself in the twos. I know people love this one, but I believe it's because they're blinded by the pictures. The illustrations are in the fours, for sure. His use of color was masterful. Ruby's world around her was in black and white. Only Ruby and the worry were in color until she came across the other little boy. And this technique helped place all the attention on Ruby, creating a sense of pressure around her. He struck a great balance between his artistic skills, showing the characters and the surrounding world in great detail, and then portraying the worry as a simplistic scribble. This made it all the more relatable. So if your big worry is being illiterate, pick this one up. The pictures do all the work. You're not missing out on much with the story. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.8. I'm having a heap and helping and going back for several more sermons, but there's still going to be some meat left on the bone. Because I worry, people will think I'm a glutton. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.